Hey, good morning, all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. Uh, sorry to be uh, early and late at the same time. <laughs> See, today, the 28th of November, on, oh, jeez. On the 28th of November, we uh, decided we were going to start a little early at the half hour, 8.30 Central Time, where Rob and I both live, me in Minneapolis. Rob, somewhere squirreled away outside of Fayetteville, Arkansas. And, uh, and then we had computer problems. So we ended up starting late. We can't even but here we early. are. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're, yeah. we're, we're now here. We're like God. Rarely early, but never oh, late. Oh, boy. <laughs> See, this is what happens. You get a couple of couple of preachers that don't have a pulpit anymore. And that's right. Just kind of... <laughs> we're just, we're just going to hit you with religious cliches. <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Uh, hey, hey, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I... This is what's odd about the Thanksgiving break. We've been off. We were off from our our mm-hmm. regular podcast from last Tuesday, so it's been eight eight days. Mm. And th- because Thanksgiving's Thursday, and now we're to Tuesday, feels like a long time ago to still be saying Happy Thanksgiving. But I yeah. don't know. It's yeah, yeah. Hangover. But Happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I my my a wonderful Thanksgiving. Good. I did not eat a piece of pie on Thanksgiving. Well, pie was, did become a question from last from last I, week. I just, I yeah. Well, the the pumpkin arrived. I actually had my first piece of pumpkin pie yesterday. Uh, I was so full from our meal. Oh, like we eat about three thirty. Okay, uh, kind of split the difference between. Uh, lunch and dinner mm-hmm, sure. and uh i was so full that i could not even consider eating a piece of pie for dessert and uh, and did not have pie until uh the next morning for breakfast you were very full if you waited yeah. all the way uh yeah. is it like, like you didn't even get like a little late night cup of coffee and a, and nope. a piece of pie no, uncomfortably full. And I actually blame my sister-in-law for it because uh, she made pierogies to go along with the Thanksgiving dinner. And and that was really the only thing that was different uh, from, you know, so I think what happened is the pierogies took the spot that the uh, pie was supposed to sure. take in my belly. Sure. And, uh, you know, yeah, but really nice Thanksgiving. Calvin was home. We had a wonderful time. Excellent. Uh, we had no sophomoric interactions where he told me where how all, all the ways I was wrong in the world, and that was you know absolutely wonderful. Good, good. Well, uh, uh, jo- joy to all uh, for their yes. uh, for their Thanksgivingness. I-, I had a little interaction with a, a text interaction with a friend who was like. Um, uh, People protesting violence being done against Palestinians shouldn't be interrupting the the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving parade. Mm-hmm. It's inappropriate, and that yeah. turned into a whole thing about like, are parades what, what, a sacred thing? Yeah, yeah. Why is and, and my favorite thing is when people call it the Macy Day Parade. They just drop the thing. It's just the Macy Day Parade. I was actually in a in a business meeting last week where someone said, "I'm going to watch the Macy Day Parade," and that made me laugh. It's like it. the idea of this. You're um, in a business. You were in a business meeting. 
you know, I, I do try to do some work now and then. Well, I just um, heard it referred to as a business meeting. Uh, yeah, work meeting. Well, a bus- it was a work meeting. <laughs> a business meeting. As I tell my kids, I'm a very busy and important person, Doug. It was 1987 uh, again, and there was a business meeting happening, and there were strong handshakes being done, and deals being struck, and it was business. It's all business around here on Thursdays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. The Macy Day Parade is not some kind of sacred oh thing. No. Like, come on. Yeah. Like and balloons that, pop and, you know, like just, just stuff goes wrong. Like, it's, And I, I love my family, but some of the people in my family, when they came over, we hosted, they were like, um, hey, can we turn on the parade? So then there was yeah. the noise of the parade. I'm, I'm oh, whispering. I'm whispering you don't... as if they're, you hear me, hear me whispering? Because I, yeah. not, not like yeah. they're listening to this podcast or watching the live stream. Safe as can be. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> but still, I'm whispering a little bit. Like they wanted to turn on, they wanted to turn on the TV and make it loud. And then somebody else was like, the football game is on. And then there was just that noise of commercials. And mm. oh my gosh, I've realized Listen. like we are a non-TV watching, non-commercial watching. Somehow we watch a lot of television. Don't yeah. see commercials and oh my lands, did I find myself yeah. irritated by the commercials? Yeah. I'm a big uh, I'm a big commercial mute kind of guy. I'll just like hit the hit the mute button on the commercials. But you're really um, gonna be paying attention if you're doing though, that. You're like if I, you're uh, slowly walking yeah, across yeah. the room, finding the remote, and then hitting hitting the mute button, and yeah. then people looking uh, at you like, Oh, oh, is our is our football game bothering you? Is our parade? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do can I, I can I tell can I tell you about my favorite commercial right now? Um my my favorite commercial is a commercial for uh, this uh, hot flash medicine. Oh, you told us last um, week. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you this story yeah. last yeah. week? No, yeah. yeah, the whole thing. Okay, <laughs> it's <laughs> where the hot flash medicine has a that causes effect, hot flashes. Which could cause hot flashes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that's a, a great bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's it still my favorite, favorite commercial. Still airs during. Uh... Yeah, so you don't watch the parade. So we like we snuggled in as a family on the bed and. <sighs> Turn the parade on and watch the okay, parade. Okay, 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 okay. Hold, it, hold me... it, hold it a minute. Yeah. Rewind the tape. Yeah. We snuggled as a family in the bed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sitting on the bed. Got uh-huh. you know, got a got a got a nine-year-old in between us, got a twenty-two-year-old wedging himself in there, and uh, you know, a nineteen-year-old sitting in the chair next to the bed. God, Arkansas. S- Dish same way, never uh, same way, to same way we watched, uh, same way we watched Back to the Future on uh, on Saturday. Um, which, li- listen, if you haven't seen Back to the Future in a while, let me tell you, the older you get, the more disturbing the plot line is. <laughs> yeah, when you're really thinking about the mom, is this the mom he's dating? Yeah, but look, when he's uh, laying this... in a bed snuggling together on or about the. <laughs> Thanksgiving, I would imagine the tension yeah. around that storyline has really started <laughs> ratchet up a little bit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. We got done. <laughs> we got done. We got done watching Those uh... pillows. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my. laughs> okay, gotta gotta mute the coffer. <laughs> All right, that's a success. We have. Uh, We've gotten to the point where our shenanigans and silliness has turned into a laughing, now coughing fit for poor Rob, whose voice. Um, I, all right, I, I just like I, I want I want to okay. I want to com- I want to complete two thoughts mm. and then we can move on. Okay. 
please. Oh, am I frozen up now? No, no, you're there. I'm back. We got okay. you. Um, so after watching Back to the Future, I said to Whimsy, I, I made a promise to her that if she ever comes back from the future, I promised her that I will not fall in love with her, um, <laughs> which she she was happy to hear about that. Um, at her age, and she's how old again? She's nine. She's nine. Mm-hmm. Can can does a uh, an astute nine year old understand the storyline of Back to the Future? Because I'm not sure when I saw it, I fully was piecing. I don't. Out. Yeah, I don't think she fully understood it. She did get that she like that joke. Yeah, that uh, the mom was falling in love with her son, and she was like, well, that's weird. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing I'd say is, listen, you, you know, you watch the parade, and then that leads right into the dog show, and you want, and like, you watch a little bit of the dog show, and you wonder how in the world, how in the world they make the, they, they, they judge these things, you know, it, and then, and then eventually you flip over to some football, and l- listen, let me tell you. <laughs> And somebody said, somebody said in the, uh, somebody mentioned share in the chat, um, share saying, well, lip synced during the parade, man, Thanksgiving, what a day for 77 year old ladies. My goodness. 77 year old ladies. Okay. Share at the Macy day parade, Dolly Parton at the halftime show of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. 77 year old ladies had themselves a day on Thanksgiving. Well, okay, that helps me a lot because that lets me see fairly clearly the anticipated demographic for uh, the football, <laughs> the football games and the Macy's Day Parade. <clears throat> the 77 yeah. year old. No, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of people, of course, who, uh, who are into it. Wow, that, that's a whole other, I mean, that, there is no part of my Thanksgiving experience that is any of that. No family no. movies, no bed snuggling <laughs> as a family. In fact, the dog one, show. In fact, one of our children had to leave our evening gathering just like there were still most of us kind of around and, and he had to go. And he uh, kind of stood between the door and the family room and said, All right, everybody, I, I got to go. So if you want a hug, you got to come to me because I'm not coming around the room. <laughs> one of the great leaving statements ever i'm leaving if you want a hug you come here i'm not this is more than yeah, i can do uh, one totally on you at a time but i'm not getting in the greeting line of hugs yeah. as i leave the yeah. There was yeah i no gotta bed, appreciate there that. was there was no adults in a in a family bed snuggling with our or uh or, or television or any of the rest of it um hey all right so before we get to the important politics which we do have to get to um because there's a lot to talk about uh alex uh said that she uh put up her christmas decorations mm-hmm. inside and out this weekend it's a big christmas decoration weekend for mm-hmm. sure this is when people do it now a- alex who tells us in the chat that she's in um tampa bay florida uh, one of my more favorite experiences as an early 20 year old was going to florida and seeing the Santa Claus decorations and so on up there, it was just a shock to me because the all the snow-themed Christmas decorations, <laughs> ice sickles and so on uh, that still hang in, in uh, tropical weather is, uh, is one of the great things. Uh, our, our lights are now up and the level of decoration that we will have is now complete, uh, including a window box we had to do this weekend, some lights around the yeah. You uh, you, you a live tree guy? Like no, a real tree? I'm not. I guess I have, I have I have purchased multiple um 
synthetic trees. Uh, we currently own none of them. And uh, yeah, so. No tree. No, I'm just saying I'm not a live tree guy, but we will end up with a live tree. Oh. I'll have to go spend $100 or something or $40 Ridiculous. and then complain over and over that Home Depot trees at $40 are as good as the trees I could have bought from that tree stand <laughs> for $112. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, no, I, I, yes, we will have a live tree and, and I will be fine with it. And just do you have opinions about the type of tree? No, but my, like, the, like my your wife does? does. Yeah. 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 As does mine. We have to have a Fraser fur. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. have That's to. Right. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So ours, uh, we, we got ours from, uh, Lowe's. I don't, did they sell them at Menards? I don't know. Menards I, I, I don't get a tree. Uh, you can save big money there at, uh, at Menards. Um, yeah. So we headed to Lowe's on Sunday and, uh, and got our tree and it okay. is now up, uh, but standing naked in our house. It's basically, we just basically have a pine tree in our house right now. Like we, you know, doesn't have any lights on it yet. Doesn't have any decorations on it. It's just, there's just, a, the there's just a tree in the house right now. Boy, it, I mean, look, it, we have a month to talk about this, but it is an odd custom. Yes, it is. Yes. It's a, cut a tree down and bring it inside. Yeah. A tree, not cut flowers, <laughs> not a small bush. Yeah. literally a six to, I don't know, nine or 10 foot tree. <laughs> and then behind me in my storage area, I have multiple containers designed mm -hmm. to hold that tree that has been cut down. Yes. <laughs> it's just, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's a curious, it, it, it's it a curious really is. Nordic or German, Germanic, Germanic custom, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, en enough of the enough of the good-hearted shenanigans. Hey, and did did uh, did Biden pardon a turkey? Did that did that all happen? Did that all go? Probably. Yes. 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 He did because um, he left the turkey pardoning rather abruptly oh. and jogged back, like half jogged back into the White House. <laughs> and many of the Republican Twitter accounts that I follow were put you know, cracking jokes about how he had to use the bathroom or something. Oh, oh. and, uh, you know, was scooting back into the white house. Oh, maybe there'd be a little, yeah, that uh, this, whole this job pardon. brought to you by Cialis. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving holiday <laughs> sex is an option. <laughs> really, <it's, laughs> what a day for oh, a 77 year old listen, woman. Listen, how, I, old is, how old is Joe Biden? I mean, hey, you think about he's, he's 81. He just had a birthday. He's 81. Jill, um, Jill Biden. Is oh, Jill Biden. Yeah, I was gonna mm. say what a what a day for a yeah. seventy two year old woman. Yeah, what do you think about when you think about romantic holidays? You you know you you get you get Valentine's Day, a little bit of New Year's, maybe uh, maybe you know Christmas is a you know a, you know Christmas Eve tradition. Mom and Dad got carried away in the Christmas candlelight, and uh, there's there's a deep cut for you. Does that ring a bell? Does that ring a bell? little uh rich mm. mullins lyric there um oh no, i'm not familiar with that song yeah. i don't know thanksgiving doesn't strike me as a romantic holiday doug <laughs> it's not like it's not the one like really oh uh, yeah <laughs> it's your family bed custom that sort of puts a squash on the 
I'm, I'm thinking like, frankly, oh, I'm quite I'm pleased. Nothing <laughs> is quite as sexy as feeling bloated and overfull. Wow. I've eaten too much. Oh, I can't wait to, you know, celebrate the holiday with my partner. Like, come on. Well, I'm not sure everyone There's gorges some... themselves in the lady in the family bed. <laughs> but I am clearly out of the flow of course. <laughs> what christmas versus thanksgiving <laughs> thanksgiving holidays. is not a room it's not it's not the fault the autumn equivalent of valentine's day i don't know why you would like you would you would would think that you know joe biden was you know running off to the white house you know with he's, the he's, he's turkey Cialis moment uh, uh, all right. Uh, well, that's a good transition to um, <laughs> other things. Hey, hey and b- by the way, I was going to have a story uh, up on the screen here, uh, update on uh, the uh, the impeachment inquiries going, but there's <laughs> nothing to say. Good. Well, well done. Well done. Did you, We're did now you literally see? after Thanksgiving and still like, hey, we got ourselves a smoking gun. It's, yeah. you know, it's a real smoker. Yeah. Did you see... Uh, jacketless Jim Jordan on uh, on with Jake Tapper on CNN and uh, discussing all of that. And Jake Tapper hit him with the, hey, I thought someone like you would be more sensitive to allegations being made. <laughs> no, nice. <laughs> yeah. And, did Jim uh, double blink? Did Jim give a double? He, he did. And then he doubled down like he always does. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Well, uh, when we were talking about the did Biden pardon a turkey, Peggy Hay put up a comment that said uh, two big white turkeys. That may have just been a joke about the two of us, or maybe he pardoned <laughs> two big white turkeys. Uh, that's uh, that's great. Do turkeys come in our tur- white? I don't understand the white turkeys. Maybe there's white feathered turkeys. I don't don't know. Don't know how no. it. Uh, uh, Doug. I don't know if you if you saw this on Facebook. I learned something over the Thanksgiving weekend. I learned and now that we're in we're just totally. Are we going to talk about politics today? Yeah, we are. Yeah, I was, um, good. I was transitioning there, but okay. okay. I'll save this <laughs> for another time. Funny you wrote us <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, I learned that ponies are not baby horses. Yeah, I saw that post of yours. Yeah, did you know this? No, no. I'm st- what do you? This is not a joke, but what do you call a baby horse then? It's a, it's a foal. A foal. Or so a pony is just a brew. Uh, uh, are you with me on this? Did you not know this? I so thought many pony. I, don't know. I thought pony was like the equivalent of puppy. Like a puppy grows up yeah. into being a dog. Yeah. A pony grows up to being, but no, a pony is a small horse. It is a, apparently a completely different species. Hmm. Well, yeah, no, I'm mind boggling. Yeah, mind boggling information. And for some reason, the day you posted that I was up at an ungodly hour of like 4am for some reason couldn't sleep and saw that post. And that really baffled my mind pre pre sunrise. Yeah, no, I was sort of with you. Did you apparently you don't read the comments because I thought I had a funny one on there where I said, Oh, I've been telling this people over and over until I was Horse, horse in the throat. Yeah, I heard it. I, I oh, you didn't see that? Okay. Yeah, I saw it. All right. 
okay. Apparently, ponies come in many breeds. Okay, so ponies yeah. aren't a breed. Ponies are. Yeah, there's like Shetland ponies. I oh. there. It's like small version of horses. Ponies are not horses. Huh. What does it mean to pony up? Okay. All right. Well, um, considering the fact that uh, we have strange customs uh, and don't know anything about the animal kingdom, let's comment a little bit on the current state of politics in America. <laughs> and, uh, I think we're totally qualified to discuss. I don't know George Santos. I think you're right. Do you want to start? Uh, do, do you want to start there on a little? Yeah. Let's, yeah. I mean, we're talking about ridiculous things. Let's talk about uh, about George Santos. George Santos. Uh, is uh you know congressman from new york disgraced congressman from new york the uh the uh ethics committee uh has made their ruling and george santos is going to be expelled from the house of representatives he has announced this, that he will not this happened there the, the, the he's going to be expelled or you're saying that's what's going to come that's what's going to happen okay. he's going to be expelled yes um and uh, <clears throat> so uh, he's announced that he's not going to run for re-election in a bid to save his one term in Congress, to save himself from being expelled. And now his latest, uh, his latest um, way to save himself from expulsion is to uh, basically blackmail all of his colleagues. He's pulling a Madison Cawthorn here. Nice. He's where, like, hey, um, I've, got, I've got some dirt on all the rest of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you remember Madison Cawthorn and his allegations of, you know, Coke filled orgies in, you know, with Republican yeah. Congress people yeah. um, and being invited to those. Um, George Santos has basically said, hey, uh, half of you are having affairs. The other half are alcoholics. And I'm like, you don't care about work and I'm going to expose y'all. Hmm. I don't know. Bum, How do you bum, feel bum, about bum. this? Yeah, I, I don't think George Santos probably has the goods to make good on that. Um, because a there's there's not nothing George Santos knows about a whole lot of other people who have, would have the same intentions to, to wreak havoc. No. So I, I don't know. Doesn't seem to me like there's going to be a lot there. Uh, but it would be, it certainly would be fine if, if, uh, the, the details of all these shenanigans and bad behaviors came out, wouldn't, wouldn't bother me. Wouldn't bother me at all. Start, yeah. Start, I think, start afresh. <clears throat> yeah. I think there's a sense that I, I think a lot of us that live out here in flyover country, as they say, have a sense that there is a part of Washington, DC that is pretty swampy. You know, like that there, there, there's some, there is some reality to that allegation. Um, and there's a reason why it plays well mm -hmm. with people because mm -hmm. we, like, we think about Washington DC and we think like, oh, this, like, there is something swampy here. And the idea that there would be, you know, in a, in a body of 435 people that there would be, um, you know, those having affairs, those, sure. Um, you know, who are, you know, slackers at their job because of, you know, substance abuse, like those involved in, in, you know, uh, you know, tawdry activities, like, yeah, absolutely. Just law of averages, the statistics that absolutely the case. 
and I think there's probably some kind of code of like, you know, yeah, we don't talk about that. Like we sure. don't. But there's so many people that left Congress or got fired as a as an aide that know all this stuff. And so all I'm saying is there's a lot of people who could bring it up. I, I don't think George Santos in his year and a half as a congressperson somehow has been gathering up all the all the goods on all these people. I think he's he may think he has that, but look, there's a lot of people who'd be glad to take Congress yeah. down. You know, Madison Cawthorn is one of them who was clearly mm -hmm. just just you know, um, excommunicated by leadership yeah. and didn't do anything about it. You know, I haven't, yeah. haven't, and, haven't heard, haven't heard from And it. listen, let me, let me say this. I, in my, in, in my predictions, um, you know, I was loud wrong. I thought that, uh, I thought that Matt Gates would have been Madison Cawthorned by now. Totally. Um, yeah. So and didn't, was and didn't loud, happen. loud wrong on that prediction. Hey, uh, speaking of a, of a little swampiness and this one's a little bit confusing to me. Um, Rob Reiner now has a podcast yeah. out about who killed JFK. Yeah, still a thing? Is it? Is it? Is this still a thing? Where? Uh, we're, well, we're all, there. We're, yeah, we're there are. Apparently, there are multiple JFK documentaries out. We actually, Vanessa and I watched uh, um, one. I, I think it's getting to the point now where the people who were involved are, are, you know, nearing the ends of their lives, and so there's a documentary out that has that that focuses on the secret service agents and interviewing them, um, that were involved. There's another documentary. I think we're watching that on Netflix. I think there's one on Paramount plus that, um, that interviews the surgeons and the doctors who cared for JFK. There's also been a documentary released. I think it's on Hulu wow. that are the, the lady bird Johnson diaries that include her mm. reflections on, um, on on JFK's assassination, so it seems like there's a there's a, a little bit of a resurgence right now yeah, in JFK sure stuff, and this Rob Reiner podcast goes along with it. And Rob Reiner says there were, I think he says there were up to four people who were involved, yeah. and he says they're going to name names. Yeah, which like, I got to tell you, if you want to get me to listen to your podcast, drop a you know drop a hook like this, I'm probably going to listen. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah, I might wait six weeks until the whole podcast is out, and then when people are talking about it, I'll go back and listen. But yeah, I'm not sure. Look, th this could have implications on Robert Kennedy Jr. running for office because that's one of his big things, and it plays into. And look, I'm not saying the government doesn't cover things up; it mm -hmm. clearly does. Sometimes by you know intention, and we're all glad that the government does, and sometimes out of you know, full criminality, full stop. But I don't know. I, it just seems to me that, yeah, I'm sure they're going to get some names and they're going to know some things and some people are going to say some things publicly that they weren't saying before. But boy, it just feels to me like that this is, I don't know. This is a generation. And I heard Rob Reiner on an interview talking about when he was a kid and how it was announced when he was in high school and junior high. And then as a family, they watched, um, yeah, uh, Oswald be shot and killed. They talked about the collective trauma. It's kind yeah. of a generational thing. It feels like to me, like a generation of people still struggling with what the, I don't know. It feels you know a little older, but but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe other people actually care about it. Yeah, I, I, and we'll I see. Know. Yeah, I, I'm I, curious. I, it's unclear. I mean, do you not think if JFK was assassinated by someone? 
in, involved with the government, that the presidents between then and now didn't have access to that information? Like, is there something that Rob Reiner and other documentarians have found that presidents didn't know? Well, Doug, I, th I think what you're failing to grasp is, is the presence of the deep state and its control of our, of our government. No, I understand. But if Rob Reiner got it from the right. deep state, <laughs> pried it out of the deep state clause. Right. And, and I don't know. I, if that's a case, do you think there's any chance that Donald Trump didn't ask that question? And if Donald Trump didn't ask, ask that question, that he didn't tell everybody what he knows? Well, you Donald got to yeah. be kidding me. Like if, if well, Donald Trump is not the this front is, face and center yeah. of a podcast this, about government cover-ups and conspiracy that proves that there's a deep state that wants to assassinate a president. Come yeah. on now. This is, this is why there were people like general Milley and, uh, and, John Kelly and others around Donald Trump to keep that information from getting to him. They were deep state operatives who were there to keep okay. him from finding okay. it. Okay, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Because he really wanted to let us know, and also Area 51 and all the other stuff. Well, I, look, I, oh, okay. I don't know. Well, it's Area 51, I mean, Area 51, this is proven. Area 51 is the soundstage where we fake the lunar landing. <laughs> yeah, see. See. Hey, uh, on a more serious note, and and uh, th this, I, I've wondered about this since October 7th when the horrific totally attacks in, his, in, in, his, in Israel happened. Why are we not hearing more about the American hostages being held yeah. in, in, by Hamas? Truly, I don't know. I've, I, watch too, I watch enough news, and the news that I watch is daily minute-by-minute minute updates on what's happening with Israel and Hamas and, yeah. the, and the plight that puts the Palestinians in. It's constant. I don't know a single name of an American hostage. I think there are now nine as of today that are still in custody. I think some were released over the weekend. I Honestly, I don't know why we don't have a tie-yellow-ribbon-around-the-old-oak-tree movement happening for Americans being held by a terrorist group yeah do you Can know I, why we don't have pictures and the launch of a whole 10 30 p.m central time news program like yeah. nightline to yeah. tell us about freeing the hostages being held in the quote unquote middle east yeah i don't know i think the since i you know just spending my time spouting conspiracy theories on the podcast today <laughs> i think the conspiracy theory answer would be the Biden administration, in partnership with their friends in the liberal media, have, you know, have have kept this story quiet because the comparisons between Joe Biden and Jimmy Carter, uh, you know, they just don't want Americans held by, sure, sure. Okay, you know, right, by right. Muslims sure, sure. in the Middle theory, East. But truly, it like, just, why? it yeah, just I, would, yeah. Okay, I, I get that there could be a conspiracy theory. I don't know why. Deep state I don't. Media, but, but truly, I don't know why. Why, is the, why, why does the Biden it's, administration? Because they clearly talk about American hostages, but they don't have. I don't know. They're not doing the things you would do if there were. I, I truly don't understand why it's yeah. this way. Are these like Americans that, like, have American citizenship but don't really live here? I, I or ever have? I I just don't understand. I don't know what's up. I'm perplexed. If anybody in the chat uh, could could enlighten us as to 
e- even the names <laughs> yeah. or, or I don't know, photos or like, a, and I see these stories, like the one story when I looked up video or a story for American hostages held by Hamas, this is a story that came up. I had to search through a bunch of them. What's the video? It's of a young girl, Israeli girl being reunited to her uncle. There's not even a photo or a video in the story in Newsweek about American hostages. Mm. Totally perplexing to me. Yeah, yeah. What do you have a theory on I, why I it would do, be? I'm, no, no. I, I, this, I this, I, this was not my free setup for. Um, oh, I'm so confused. But here's what's actually going on, which is totally my style. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would be glad to do that. Uh, feign, feign my confusion. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, uh, the, the squirrely pepper lifestyle uh, commenter in on prepper. our uh, prepper. prepper, the squirrely not, prepper not lifestyle. Pepper. Thank you, squirrely prepper <laughs> lifestyle, in our uh, YouTube chat uh, says oh. that 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 one is one is forthcoming. So oh, maybe, maybe okay. we'll Ho- see it. But I will hopefully say, hopefully she's typing furiously now. If I'm it has not, something I'm not to do gender the squirrely prepper, but squ- no, uh, no, squirrely, no, I, squirrely I, prepper I, lifestyle. I, 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 I think we're, f- I, I, yeah, I think, think we're, we're, think we're safe in yeah. the, in the yeah. she, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just say I squirrely so. prepper. If you're going to write something you want us to put on the screen, which I'd be glad to write it in short little segments. Cause if it gets too long, it doesn't show up on the screen. Well, when I, when I screen share it. So, uh, just a little tip multiple, yeah. like and if, really, you don't hear this very often. Make multiple if, comments, making one point. Uh, and if, yeah. if, if Kroger is involved in your theory, we don't want to hear it. Yeah. I'd be up for it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think Kroger. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I am woman. Hear me roar. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, I have that. I have that Helen Reddy song on my playlist. Mm. Do you, you know, you know the song I'm referring to? Yeah. I am woman, yeah, yeah. Yes. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one. Um, yeah. uh, to, to tell you the truth, uh, Rob, where, where's just, where's just me and you? Um, uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't know if I should be singing that song. I, I, I feel funny about it. Like mm. I come out of, I'm, I'm usually by myself. Yeah. I was, I was on a bike ride the other day, winter bike ride with my fat terabyte mm-hmm. running around and on the playlist that came on and, and I was like, huh, I don't know. It feels mm. funny. Mm. It's like, it's like the women's anthem from my childhood, which is still heartbreaking yeah. that like back in 1972, there was needed to be a song about, you know, the w- women's inclusion movement. And it could be sung today just as well at the, you know, in the twilight of my life, as well as at the beginning of my life. It's really quite, really quite Hmm. hard to imagine. Um, Hmm. uh, Anyway, I don't know if I should be singing, but I'm glad that the squirrely prepper lifestyle could, uh, uh, could, could clearly sing. Yeah. Um, All right. Don't know, but uh, 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 SPL, we'd love to hear from you. What's your, uh, what, what your theory is. Hey, uh, Rob, one of the headlines of, of the podcast today, which I know you don't know, by the way, when these go live, I write a headline and then we, we, we rarely ever discuss it. Um, but it was about how January 6th has become a feature and not a flaw to the MAGA movement. They have really doubled down on, on this and have said, Oh no, 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 no. The January 6th, that was the point. Like we want more of that because it shows uh, all the things that the government was doing to really stop the great leader, Donald Trump. And, and it's just wackadoodle. They released a bunch of video and then they're all, yep. and I'm talking about like sitting Congress people and sitting senators. Mm-hmm. 
saying things like this person who's now in jail is really still an FBI informant and is only in jail to keep the deep cover going. Mm -hmm. it, it's utterly bizarre yeah. that yeah. all of the violence was done by the government to make Trump supporters look bad. Like they are mm -hmm. full on and in this thing now as yep. complete as possible. It is, yep. it is amazing and, to me to, th to think that three years on. Yeah. Um, and not just, not just in the performative way of like going on Newsmax or Fox news and making these allegations, they have brought this stuff up, uh, in committee hearings, in questioning the FBI director, asking uh, like in official government activities where they're on the record, nice. um, you know, raising these kinds of theories. It's absolutely ridiculous. And one of the like the things that's just absolutely cracking me up is, you know, Speaker Johnson, Speaker Mike Johnson has released um, some of the January 6th footage as, you know, they they all want to claim, oh, if you release the footage, it will show, it will tell a completely different story. And and so apparently he has released, you know, I, I, some of the headlines just 1% of the footage that hasn't been seen before by anyone other than Tucker Carlson and his producers, because um, that's who Kevin McCarthy gave it to. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this 1% 1% of the footage shows people, you know, walking through the halls of Congress. Yeah, that happened. People walked peacefully through the halls of Congress. Absolutely. That does not negate in any way the violence that was happening in other places around the Capitol. Yeah. Like, right. come on. Like, these two, like... These are not mutually exclusive things. It's not like, you know, watching one group of people walk peacefully and respectfully through one area of the building doesn't mean that there wasn't armed attacks and people being killed and beaten at other parts of the building. Come on. Right. Like, do you think totally. we're children here? Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, look, 100% with you on that one. And walking peacefully through the Capitol on January 6th without permission because the doors and windows were jammed open and the purpose of you being in the building is to stop the action of the elected members of Congress to certify the electoral college count. That's why you are there. It, it was an it unguided tour, like, Doug. It was an unguided tour. Like you're robbing a bank and they show footage and they're like, I mean, the bank robber's just standing there. I mean, he's just wandering around. Like, yeah. He's the just standing there in the teller is to take the money. He's the, the action itself of being there is the problem yes so, so this thing that like they've been like everybody wasn't violent everyone in that building was in there to try to stop the certification yes. but honestly when i had this conversation on red hat blue hat talk maybe episode two this is a conversation i have with a with a friend of mine who's trump supporter he didn't know why january 6th was the day that they were there it was just a day it was just a wednesday I'm like, no, it was January 6th because that was the day that Congress is required to certify the 
electoral college votes from each state, and they were trying to prevent that from happening because that's a part of the election process. They were interfering with the election process on that day. If we forget that and only do the thing which people often do, which is say it was the violence that went on that day, which is easy to look at because it was so rivetingly violent. But the whole purpose was to stop the certification of the election. That's what they were doing there. So, uh, and, and look, people need to message on this. Democrats need to message on this. And I think when Trump is convicted of his actions as related to January 6th, it's going to be about that. It's not going to be, Jack Smith and others are not fundamentally going to be saying, oh, what we're doing is prosecuting you for telling people to go beat up police officers. They chose to beat up police officers. Trump didn't need to tell them to beat up police officers. He could tell them to fight like hell, but he didn't have to tell them to beat up police officers. What Trump told them to do is to go in there and stop the certification. Told mm-hmm. Mike Pence to go in there and stop the certification. Told multiple uh, members of the House and the Senate to do what they could to stop the certification. It's going to be and always should have been the stopping of the certification that is the crime. That's the part that was illegal, and the actions that they took to commit that crime are also illegal. So no matter what someone says to you in any place about, well, these people were just walking around, didn't look very violent to me. I mean, how come the Capitol Police weren't arresting them? They were overrun and were doing what you do in a situation like that, managing it. But the problem wasn't that every person was throwing a punch every minute. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely correct. I'm going I'm to put that as my ringtone. Yeah. Oh, my Lanta. It's, uh, it's truly, um, truly bonkers. You know who else yeah. thinks it's bonkers? This evangelical leader for the family <laughs> oh, council in yeah. Iowa. Can I, can I, I, I we, need to, we need to read this story. Um, because there's some there's some juicy nuggets here. So Bob Vanderplatz, a top evangelical leader in Iowa, told the Blazes Steve Deasy on Monday that he believes Iowa Republicans will rise up against former President Donald Trump when they head to the polls in January. Vanderplatz endorsed Ron DeSantis, uh, raising the ire of Trump, who quickly took to social to True Social to complain. Vanderplatz, who is president of CEO President and CEO of the Family Leader, defended his endorsement while speaking to DC and pulled no punches in lambasting Trump's moral character or lack thereof. Now, what you're seeing from the former president is his character being revealed. Yeah, this is the evangelical, one of the one of the evangelical leaders in Iowa hey, saying Trump's, Bob, Trump's uh, character is, is now being revealed. Now in being revealed? <laughs> now? Now? Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't revealed when he was, I don't know. Um, Came down the escalator. All of the things. Before that. Like, I mean, we could go back to, I don't know, the uh, full page ad in the New York Times calling mm. for the execution of of innocent young black men. Mm-hmm. I, nice. Like, I, oh, come when- on. When, when he used the money from his charitable foundation to pay the $7 for his son's Cub Scout annual fee. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> he I was embezzling from his charitable foundation for personal benefit for the tune of $7. Yeah. 
when Don Jr. was a kid. Yeah, I I need to but keep now, going. With but this. but now his his character is is clearly being revealed. Bob goes on to say Trump deserved to lose my endorsement. Matter of fact, I've never endorsed him. That's a mm-hmm. weird statement. But he's proved he's not worthy of the endorsement of me, of the ministry, and by extension, the broader body. And I believe Iowa will, will rise up. I believe I will send a message on January 15th because I think they're seeing it through this, uh, through this as well. This is smoke and mirrors. This is not leadership our country needs. Bob, you're going to send a message on January 15th? Like, like it could this be like more all about you, Bob? Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I'm here. And, then, and then, and then notably, Vanderplatz has endorsed the winner of every competitive Republican Iowa caucus since 2008. Yeah. He will do wait, that. If Trump wins, wait, wait, he will then say, well, he's our guy. Well, no, he, no, no, no. Listen to this. Vanderplatz, Bob, has endorsed the winner of every competitive Republican Iowa caucus since 2008. Way to go, Bob. Yeah, he's you're, picking winners. You're great at picking winners. When he endorsed Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. he didn't win. He also endorsed former Senator Rick Santorum of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, he didn't he's, win. He's sticking with the Hawkeye state. No question. <laughs> Senator Ted Cruz of Texas in 2016. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, Iowa Bob, picked a Bob, winner. you're not so good at picking the winners, Bob. Yeah. You can, you can, like, this is not like, this is not, you know, uh, daily, <laughs> daily betting on where like, oh, is the team going to get a first down now? Like, no, you don't win. Like, you yeah. don't, you don't bet on who's going to win there the quarter. Go on who's going to win the game yep, and bob yep. you're bad at picking the winners of the game and iowa is bad at picking the candidate who's going to go on to be the republican nominee no exactly. question about it that's no question. yes but it, I will as say, is bob bob you're not good at it bob but if other evangelical leaders bothering me so much if, if i'm glad i'm glad he didn't endorse yes. donald trump I'm glad about that, yes. but it there's something about to other evangelical guy. leaders to say no there's, to Trump. Yep. Yeah, there's yep, something yep, about yep. the disingenuous For hubris sure. of this guy who thinks he's going to be the yes. one who's going to send a message on January 15th when Ron DeSantis, when Iowa rises up and Ron DeSantis, be, yeah. you know, wins that that caucus. Ridiculous, Bob. <sighs> I'm disgusted. Hot take. Bob Ryersy, hot take. Uh, hey, uh, Gaza's falling into chaos, by the way. Mm. It's, a, it's a nightmare over there. They got to do yeah. something about it. I hope the United yeah. States finds a way to do something about it. The, the misery yeah. of those, of the Palestinian people living in Gaza, outrageous. Um, hey, and uh, Donald Trump has decided in the midst of all the important things that he wants to <laughs> announce that there should be a national university, a national mm-hmm. online university, he says. Mm-hmm. It's been a Craig thing. Or Apparently, you. George Washington was pitching for a long time. Oh, George Washington was pitching a online yeah. university. Yeah, yeah. He what was, he was visionary? Well, he was visionary. A national, a national university. 
We've yeah. decided in this country, interestingly, to make education as local as possible and not to have, mm-hmm. not, I mean, there might be an American college, but it's not a college for all of America. It's just a local, a local place you have to go. Mm-hmm. But there's been a movement to have a national college. Trump has somehow got his teeth into this thing. And here's what he wrote about why there should be a national college, Rob. This is the shocking mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. He writes, we spend more money on higher education than any other country. And yet they're turning our students into communists and terrorists and sympathizers of many different dimensions. <laughs> Which dimension are you a sympathizer of, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to a public university. I happened to go to a private liberal arts college associated mm. with a Christian denomination. So maybe that's what prevented me from either becoming a communist, a terrorist, or sympathizer of many different dimensions. This guy. I mean, these are the words he wrote. It's not. This wasn't a slip up and he was trying to say something. He, he typed him with his little thumbs or his small little fingers or something. And then he goes on to say, the university would be funded by taxing, fining, and suing private university endowments. The nonprofit sector is designed to have endowments to fund things that are for the public good. He wants to find them, to sue them, and to tax the non-taxable portion, to fund a university that will instruct the full, his words, the full spectrum of human knowledge and skill because current education in America is turning people into communist terrorists and sympathizers of many different dimensions. Yeah. It's just so off the hook that anybody, and again, I just want to point this out before your comments. He didn't say it casually off the cuff. He wrote it and then publicly uh, sent it to the world. Yeah. yeah. On, on behalf of Bernie Sanders and AOC uh, and the whole squad, really the whole radical left, I would love to welcome Donald Trump into, um, you know, a, a really wonderful place to be where you think that uh, education is a right that all Americans should have access to, um, that that education should be free and without charge and as accessible as possible. And uh, I I really love to see that Donald Trump is completely on board now with the redistribution of wealth. And, um, you know, so welcome. Yeah. Welcome, Don. (laughs) Fully, fully funded uh, public education at the university level. For all Americans. (laughs) For all Americans. Brought to you by taxing, fining, and suing. Now, interestingly, he only wants to tax, fine, and sue the endowments of private universities. Yes, which is, if you want to talk the 1% 1%. and the richest of the rich, uh, so welcome. Welcome, Don. We're happy to have you. Glad. I'm really glad that you are on board with the things that Bernie Sanders has been saying. It's truly, dude. I mean, there are just days where you just think, are these people... Yeah. Uh, um, look, uh, and 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 there there have been terror. There have been people charged with and convicted of terrorism 
in the United States as Americans. Yeah. How many of them went to your private university? Harvard. How many of them, on the other hand, were in the United States military? Yeah. You want to you wanna run those numbers? Ooh. 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 That's a hot take. Hot take. That's a, hot take. That's a, that, that one's spicy, yeah. too. Yeah, you want to look those Listen. up? Why, why don't we look up those numbers? How many people have been in the military? How many people have gone to universities in America? How many people have been charged with being a terrorist? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the other thing, making communists, communists, again, like the Red Scare of the 1950s back in full swing. Yep. I hear it on the Red Hat Blue Hat conversation all the time. Oh, liberals are communists. I'm like, really? A communist? Yep. It's <laughs> just yep. so unbelievable to me. Like, yeah. I, I know words don't have to always mean the same thing, and maybe those words mean different things, but this yep. is this is wacky. Yes, for sure. You done that uh, one? Listen, you got time for I, one more. You got I got for time Mike. for I want yeah, I want Mike one more. more. I want Mike Pence. You Bring it up, Pence. Doug. You listen. Mike Pence, you get Mike Pence. ABC News has uh has revealed that Mike Pence uh, you know, revealed some things to the special counsel, including this little spicy quote, this little thing, this is what P- Pence said, not feeling like I should attend electoral count, Pence wrote in his notes in late December. Too many questions, too many doubts, too hurtful to my friend. Therefore, I'm not going to participate in certification of election. Unbelievable that he was con- contemplating this in late December of- Not even contemplating, he had decided. He had decided because it would be too hurtful to his friend. Oh, I want Donnie to like me, so I'm not going to go. <laughs> yeah. Then I sitting across the table. I don't want to hurt table, my friend, so I'm not going to certify the I'm not going to do process. my duty because <laughs> I don't want to hurt my friend's feelings. Well, I'm sorry. There mm. have been, uh, I don't know. 40 some presidential candidates who have lost the election mm-hmm. and have had to see somebody else get their votes counted in the majority and certified as the next president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You don't just get to like, oh, I'm really disappointed yeah. about that. Yeah. I'm really yeah. sad about that. So I'm Heard not going to. Pr- Oh, then sitting across from the table from his son, a Marine, while on vacation in in Colorado, his son said to him, dad, dad, father, dad, you took the same oath I took. It was an oath to support and defend the Constitution. All this time, I mean, it was Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle and Mike Pence's son saved democracy. Mike Pence is a sniveling little coward. And And, like he gets somehow he tells the story, this story in a way that makes him look heroic because he chose to listen to his son because his own conscience had drifted from him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really? No. Yeah. Mike, you're not the hero of the United States and you needed your son to remind you that you took an oath of office to defend the constitution ridiculous oh but his friend's feelings might be hurt ridiculous ridiculous i mean truly it's and and there's nothing mike pence can do in this whole january 6th debacle that makes him look like 
anything but some kind of blathering idiot. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, he did the right thing. Yes. Great. But the fact that you had to be convinced of it, that yes. you faltered so much along the way. Listen, I know everybody's hero story, the hero's journey takes them through these. Yeah. Mike Pence, you're no hero. Well, and, and to, to your point, Mike Pence has recounted this story publicly. He has recounted that he contacted Dan Quayle, mm-hmm. another vice president from the same kind of re- Republican grouping that tribe mm-hmm. that, that Pence oh, is from. From Indiana. Yeah. To get his input because he wasn't sure if as the president of the Senate, if he did or did not have the power to determine this. So he believed that answer was determinable. Someone Mm -hmm. would know. And he made, yeah. And he made the determination like, ah, well, I'm just going to sit this thing out. Hey, Hey, Mike, this isn't like a football game that you can decide not to go to because somebody kneeled down during the national anthem. Remember that spectacle when he left a Colts game because somebody kneeled during the national anthem? Like, listen, Mike, this isn't something you just walk away from. You have you are you have a constitutional duty to uphold the constitutional process, which is certifying the election. You know, oh, it'll hurt my feelings. It'll hurt my Donnie's feelings if I go, so I'm not gonna go. This is ridiculous. ridiculous. You sniveling little baby. I'm so tired of Mike Pence. And he determined someone would know if what I should do. It's un, it seemed unknowable to him by his quote. Yes. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't sure. There's so many questions. I'll ask Dan Quayle. Yeah. Well, Dan Quayle had the moral clarity. So moral clarity was available to former vice presidents from Indiana. And again, so, not so my, my point when we being, think of not when we think my, of when we my, think my, of powerful and successful vice presidents. I'm sorry, Dan Quayle doesn't yeah. make the list. Yeah, the, another another one term vice president. Dan Quayle is no Dick Cheney, right. no Joe Biden. Like, come on. Yes, and, and moral clarity was available. Where was it found? in Dan Quayle and in Mike Pence's own son. When they heard the same situation described by Mike Pence, they said, this is the thing to do. It's unclear why Mike Pence was saying, it was clear, but I didn't have access to that clarity. This is my point, because there are some things where you could say, boy, it was really iffy. It's, It's not exactly clear what I should do, right? There's many things that you're like, it's a moral quandary, and no matter what I do, somehow I'm violating something. He has said repeatedly, Dan Quayle pointed me in the right direction, my son pointed me in the right direction, and now this same Mike Pence travels the country and says, I did not have the power to stop that certification. That was not given. I am now clear that that is my, he is not ambiguous about it at all. This is my point. Yeah. He's not ambiguous. Dan Quayle wasn't ambiguous. Mike Pence's son was not ambiguous. 
Why was Mike Pence not where he is now or where Dan Quayle was or where his son was at the time? This is the conundrum that Mike Pence has. He, because he could say, look, it's been squishy. I'm now on this side. I can understand how someone could be on the other side. But that's not what he's saying now, right? He is now traveling the country and saying, no way did I have the power. It's absolutely clear to me. So why was he confused in late December? What does this say about a guy? It says he, he cares most about the opinions of other people and how mm. other people will regard him. Yes. His motivation right. here was it would be too hurtful to my friend. Yep. And then it was he had like I mean, there are people who who they cannot stand on the courage of their own convictions. They have to um, get validation for that. And apparently Mike Pence is one of those people. Yeah, he was hunting around. And, and look, so in this in this way, Mike Pence is like a lot of voters. Mm. They feel the same thing Mike Pence was feeling in late December. All of our jobs is to help those voters feel the way Mike Pence does now. Yeah. So there are people who do well not said. have the the perspective or clarity to see now what they will see later. In other words, our work is never finished with this project. Yep. yep. And we will be much more welcoming and accepting of them than we will be of someone <laughs> who spent his life in government and should have known better, Mike. Right. Or Bob, Bob. Rob, Rob, Rob will be kinder to kinder to the others. Absolutely. Than the, <laughs> hey, uh, thanks everybody for being a part of the uh, Common Good podcast. We really appreciate all of you, Alex, uh, the Squirrely Prepper, Mike. Good to see you, Jim. Yabbits um, jumped in for a minute. Yeah, good to see y'all. Thanks for being a part of the and uh, and spe special thanks to uh, to our friend on. Um, Pam so trying to get there. Pam uh, saying I'm donating to the common good via act blue today. Very sweet. Yeah. Hey, all of you can do that. Uh, we're going to yeah. be traveling the country in 2024. We could use your input all the time, anytime. I would love to have your, uh, your, your yep. yeses and nos and, and uh, signs up in your yard and all the things we got going on. So thanks for this. And thanks for being a part of the podcast and we will catch you on the other side.